Welcome again, beloved saints of God. Today's message is Biblical Counseling on Child Abuse. But before we get into our message, let us pray. My God and my Father, Eternal God, Lord, you are so worthy. You are so true, my Father. You are so mighty, my God. And you are so forgiving. Lord Jesus, as we are about to take on this message, my Father, I pray that we will learn more about you in this message, Lord Jesus, and that you will teach us and equip us, my Father, that wherever we see one of your children hurting or being mistreated, my Father, that we will know and have the urgency in our hearts to help them. Lord, protect all the little children all over the world, my Father. Shelter and protect them under your wings. As we learn the knowledge, my Father, about child abuse, my Jesus, I pray that we will accept this, this message, my Father, and that we will apply it to our daily lives on how to be a, a good person, my Father, how to be a comforter for the children who are hurting. So I pray that this message will be a blessing in Jesus' name. So this message is Biblical Counseling on Child Abuse. So we're going to look at the meaning of abuse. And abuse is the improper usage or treatment against someone to unfairly gain benefits. Abuse can come in many forms, such as physical or verbal maltreatment, injury, assault, rape, etc. But what we'll be looking at today is spanking. And if, if um, spanking is... I don't see anything wrong with a child getting spanked because if that child is being naughty that child needs to know that what they they are done is wrong right but spanking if a child deserves discipline it is all right because it is out of love and it shows a child right from wrong so if a child is being naughty when you spank them it is out of love you know you're not going to beat them senselessly but you know spanking is 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 all right you know and but when it goes too far when it goes too far and daily abuse is in the picture it is wrong it is a sin and it should be confronted and if it continues then reported now we are living in the 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 season where people don't mind other people you know they just go about their own business they don't care you know the world is so fast-paced right now that people don't try to give an helping hand they don't try to help out and most of the times you know parents who are abusive are children who 
live with relatives who abuse them oftentimes it happens in public you know because a child will generally maybe misbehave in public and then that 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 the abuser will normally scold the child in public but when it gets out of hand where you know people are staring and nobody speaks up or nobody say anything you know if it were um back in the days you know people would come up and find out you know what is happening what is what is wrong or such such the like but in this fast-paced world you know people don't care about anybody but themselves and so it is saying that we um we should the lord wants us to not only live for ourselves but for others and when we have a nice personality where children can approach us and run to us and tell us things then that is good because you know we have to be the um, protector for the children even though we don't have any relation with them or anything like that but we protect that's what we do as mothers you know parents we don't only look out for our children we look out for others and that's the way Christ wants us to live so if a child is seen with the burns and cuts that is abuse child abuse is not only physical abuse but it can be emotional abuse sexual abuse and child neglect as well and even child labor that is also abuse because you know in some countries children as young as seven to nine years old they have a, a job they are going out to work to so su- to support their families and that is wrong that is wrong you know they their bodies can accept that that label that they're they're going through and you know their children they need to develop they need protection they need guardians to take care of them they shouldn't be going out to do manual labor that is wrong that is a sin and the lord god is so angry and upset of what is happening to all the children across the world you know children they are suffering you know not only physical abuse emotional abuse as well you know sometimes we don't have to look at scars on the on the child to know that they're being abused sometimes you look in their eyes you know you can sense that there's a a depth of sadness there you know persons who are abused not only children but adults as well not only you don't you don't normally look for cuts and bruises because what if it's emotional abuse you won't see any injury or cuts or mark or bruises on on the body but that emotional abuse you know it the scars are on the inside nobody can see it but if you are familiar with abuse then you can sense that something is wrong persons who are our children who are normally um, emotionally abused 
um, I've suffered emotionally emotional abuse I can't speak I'm sorry who have suffered emotional abuse normally they don't maintain eye contact they never maintain eye contact they're shy they always look away they always look down you know they they don't have any self-confidence because all that is stripped away by the abuser and so when we see people who are children who are normally shy they don't want to interact also there's some there's a form of abuse there yes you have children who are naturally shy they naturally don't like to speak or they don't like to maintain eye contact that's different but when you see children even with their peers you know that they don't maintain eye contact because you know children with with their peers their children they're gonna play they're gonna be free but once you observe and see that um, they're acting that way around their peers then you know that um, something is wrong Um, scripture makes it clear that as Christ as parents our Christian parents we are we are not to be unfair harsh nor are we to provoke our children to anger now the Bible says that we should not provoke our children to anger no you know as parents we tend to think that we are above our not only parents guardians our older siblings we tend to think that we are in charge you know that our opinion and our our ideas come first you know because we are in charge we don't tend to listen to our children and listen to them because you know they're small but they do have uh, they do have opinion they do have ideas and they need to be heard as well so it is good for us to give a chance for them to speak speak up for their rights you know speak up for what they want but sometimes we lose track of the fact that because we are older we tend to not give them a chance to speak up and so we push them you know we push them and that is provocation when we push them you know when they're trying to speak up and we are not listening we're not giving them the time of day that is provocation and we can provoke them to hunger where they might lash out they might say something that they shouldn't have said or say something that caused them to be to be punished by us but it in fault it was our fault why we push them to that um, level so the Bible says that we should not provoke our children to anger so let's see what the Bible says about sexual abuse against children well as far as I know is that abuse happens because we live in a sinful world often those who are abused or molested have themselves been abused so those who are abusing 
the children are molesting them, they themselves have been abused. And they chose to victimize children in an attempt to regain a sense of power or worthiness. And once a person, the child, and I say child or person because you know it, it doesn't it it doesn't go for children only but for adults as well. So I say once a person has been victimized you know they realize that they have a upper hand of their the person that they're abusing so they because they were abused they feel that they fe- they felt worthless and they felt that they don't have any a sense of power or worthiness so they grow up with that rage and that hatred inside of their hearts so they had they have to go out and seek somebody who seems weaker to them so that they can take back their sense of power or worthiness and so it continues it's a cycle a very dark satanic cycle where the person who abused the 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 victim you know that person has power the person who has been abused now they they feel worthless and they they felt as if power was taken from them you know and so they grow up having rage and hatred and then they they themselves become very dark and abusive as well so we're going to look at proverbs 19 verse 18 and see what it says about abuse proverbs 19 verse 18 Say that chasten thy son while there is hope, and let not thy soul spare for his crying. So the Bible is saying here that we should not be afraid to school our children. You know, the, the Bible says that the Lord chastises those who he loves. So when we are being chastised by the Lord it is, it is because he loves us so we should not be afraid to chastise to discipline our children you know because once they, they, they're at a level where you can discipline them you know there's hope if they're stuck in a bad way you know we should not be afraid to discipline them to take them out of that bad idea that bad behavior that they have and try to put them on the straight and narrow path but when we don't chastise them or discipline them you know they will grow up however they want you know because they don't know discipline and so without discipline you know they are unruly and they don't respect anyone but themselves so the bible even the bible says that we should chastise thy son while there is hope and let not thy soul spare 
for his crime. So when we discipline our children, you know, at times when we discipline our children and they cry, you know, you tend to feel sorry or you feel hurt that they're crying. But, you know, if they did something wrong and you discipline them, then we should, even if we feel sorry, we should not let them see that we feel sorry or we feel hurt in any way, you know, because that is giving them, um, you know, an, a key to use against us. So once we, the child has done wrong and we discipline them, then we should be stern in that discipline and say that, you know, what you did was wrong and let them know that we are stern in in that discipline that that we sh- that they should know that from that you know they've committed that that um heart that it is wrong right so we should never try to worry or feel hurt that we've disciplined them once it is the the, the right thing that we are doing and so the second one is Ephesians 6 verse 4. And it says, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So Ephesians is saying, here it is saying that we should not provoke our children that's like what I said before, that sometimes because we are older, you know, we are the parent, the guardian, the older sibling, we tend to not give them a chance, you know, to speak up because we are older, you know, we tend to push them away. They don't have a say in anything, you know, even if it involves them because they don't know anything, they're children. So that is not right. That is provoking them. And... We should always respect our children, respect them, so that they know that they have a choice or, or they have a say concerning things in the home. You know, any some decisions, you know, that they have a part in it because they're part of the family. So as parents, you know, we should not just run ahead and do make a big decision and not involve our children. You know, some things like the things like these, you know, will provoke them and push them away. So we should always train them up in the fear and admonition of the Lord to let them know that, you know, that they're they're very important to us and that the the Lord loves them very much you know give them a sense of belonging you know that they are important and that they play a vital role in the family and that you know that will help them to grow up and to know that they are cherished and loved you know once sometimes children grow up not feeling as if their family cares or loves for them or love them and you know they tend to go out early to seek love in other places and they end up getting hurt and 
you know abuse so it's good for us to remind our children that they are loved and that they are very important to us right so the next one we're going to look at is Colossians 3 verse 21 says fathers provoke not your children to hunger lest they be discouraged so here it is saying the word of God is saying that we should not provoke our children you know sometimes we tend to pick on our children to provoke them you have some parents who they openly put down their children in front of others that is abuse they openly put down their their children in front of others and lift up another person's child that is abuse that is not good that is not good while we might say to um, another our friend's daughter well done and and you've never said well done to your to your child that is not fair that is that is wrong you know we should always encourage uplift our children you know what when we do when we openly bash them we're killing them we're destroying their self-esteem we're destroying their confidence we're destroying their value that they should have in themselves and they're in and in turn they're turn they're getting to hate you if you do that so you have parents who openly bash and bring down their children and that also is provocation we should not make fun you know of our children or try to because we're feeling down we try to pick on them to uplift our spirits that is not right we should not provoke our children they will be discouraged They'll, they will hate themselves and in turn hate you so it is our duty to grow up our children in the right way and for them to have a relationship with us that they can come and seek our opinion seek our friendship you know have a have a good relationship with them that they can confide in us instead of going out you know to other people who have dark evil plans you know so the next one is proverbs 13 verse 24 proverbs 13 verse 24 he that spirit is rod ateth his son but he that loveth him chasteneth him betimes so here it the 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 word of god is speaking about spanking here where it says that he that spirit is rod ateth its son so parents who who don't believe in spanking who don't believe in 
hitting their children, you know, slapping them. You know, they don't love their children because a, um, ch- a child without discipline that is not a that is a spoiled child you know child deserves spanking and as and as i had mentioned before if it is spanking where you're leaving cuts and bruises all over their bodies that is abuse but if it is a spanking where you know you you're not leaving anything on their skin also that is not abuse you're 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 getting them in the in the right way you know if you have your child and you, you've never spanked him him or you've never tried to discipline him no that is wrong children need to be spanked even the word of god says he that spirit is is rod ate that is son but he that loveth him chasteneth him betimes so even the lord chastises us because he loves us so we love our children we have to discipline them as well to get them into the the kind the person that we want you know when we don't discipline them they'll become spoiled and rotten and then after they've reached a certain age when you're trying to bring discipline then they won't be interested anymore you know that discipline will have nothing to do with them so if we love our children we should always just um chastise them as the as the lord has done with us so the next one is proverbs 22 verse 15 Foolishness is born in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. So we see that the rod of correction drives out foolishness that is that is in the heart of a child. You know, children they have such things, you know, such things that they're they have stopped in their heart what they want to do or they want to do it and so but foolishness as the bible calls it you know it's born in the heart of a child so we should always correct them get rid of that foolishness that is bound in their hearts because they're children they don't know you know and we want for them to be better better parents you know when they grow up better parents than us so we need to get them in the right way you know for them to when they when they get older and they start their own family you know they can train up their children in the way that they should go so we can follow Jesus's example by showing a child or her children that he or she has values in our eyes and in the eyes of God. Children are a heritage and a reward. Jesus calls us to care for children and not send them away as insignificant. Children are very valuable to him. 
all over the world children are suffering either by their parents guardian close relatives and someone they look up to they are silenced by force and fears no children all over the world are suffering they don't most of them don't have somebody who they can go to to confide or to talk to so you know we should always be in the gap be friendly i know it we are living in the world where you know if you try to be friendly or say hi people might think that you're crazy or you're looking something you know so but when we have that personality where kind eyes welcoming smile you know people will they will gravitate to that you know even the barriers that the world has built you know that will break them once you have kind eyes warm smile persons who are suffering they will they will just come up to you and tell you their their what they're going through i've seen it daily where people just come up to me and they they tell me all that they're going through and i sometimes i just have to sit and listen sometimes they just need that person to listen and once they're finished letting off that steam they feel so much better so we need to have you know warm eyes and a welcoming smile for persons or children for them that if they're suffering they can have the confidence in themselves to come up to us and to explain what they're going through We need to develop close relationship with the children in our families so that they can confide, you know, in us. Jesus said, "Let the little children come to him and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these." The innocence the children possesses are God like the scripture says that we must be like children to enter into the kingdom of heaven the devil aids the innocence that a child has that's why he always try to corrupt that with abuse especially rape ongoing sexual abuse and all manner of satan and all manner of satanic darkness so the devil hates the innocence that a, a, a child possesses he hates it because when the bible says that we need to be like children to get into the kingdom of god you know we need to be we need to have childlike faith that is pure unassuming and humble that is straightforward type of faith allows us to receive God's salvation without pretension and hypocrisy so a childlike faith is something that the Lord wants all his children to have and so we need to for us to 
receive salvation you know we need to for our relationship with Christ to be it's best we need to um, have a childlike faith five ways we can prevent child abuse and neglect we can educate ourselves we should find information to equip ourselves and to recognize and prevent child abuse no matter how innocent a look a scold or warning seems we must be able to tell if there is abuse going on and we should be aware of the of the risk become involved and sensitive to those around us if something seems wrong question the parent or go to your local child protective services we should be our brother's keeper we should live not only for ourselves but for others that's how Christ taught us and intended for us to treat one another there is a great need for families willing to open their homes to kids in crisis getting involved means opening up your doors we should train our children the Bible says that we train up our children in the way that they should grow and when they are old, they will not depart from it let us grow our children in the fear and admonition of the Lord we should teach our children the dangers of speaking to strangers taking things from strangers etc and the another one is the most important one is we should pray for our, our children I place this last because it is its importance cannot be overstated there are times when a child's only defender is God there are gruesome things that happen to children but the Lord God's eyes are everywhere and he sees good and evil prior loosen the bonds of wickedness break the powers of darkness looming over our children we see how the enemy is after our children look at the cartoons that they make for our children look at the the songs the whole entertainment industry is run and operated by Satan and his main agenda is to corrupt this generation let us remember to pray for children worldwide for his for God's protection to be ever present around them for them to be sheltered under his wings and so with this message as we're coming to an end with this message let us pray for all the children around the world most kind righteous and everlasting God Lord Jesus you sit high and you look down low my father your eyes are everywhere my Jesus there's nothing hidden from you Lord God nothing that is hidden from you Lord the darkness is just as the light to you Lord there's nothing hidden my father Lord as we place all the children around the world we bring them up before you my father Lord I pray that you dispatch angels Lord Jesus 
to protect the children all over the world, my Father. Lord God, I pray that you might destroy every darkness, my Jesus. Those who are being hurt and abused, my Father, I pray you rescue them, Lord God. I pray you appoint angels, my Jesus. I pray you send your servants, my Father, to deliver them and set them free, my Jesus. Lord, your children are suffering, oh God. When we look in their eyes, my Father, we see you in their eyes, my God. Their innocence, my Jesus. The enemy wants to steal that from them, my God. I place every child all around the world, Lord Jesus. I place them in front of you. Shelter them, my Father. Protect them, Lord Jesus. Appoint their guardian angels, my Father, to surround them, my Jesus, so that not no harm can become to can come to them, Lord God. Let your will be done, Lord Jesus. Provide for those who are hung, hungry, my Father. Those who are homeless, Lord Jesus. Lord, you see and you know everything, my Jesus. Have mercy upon the children all around the world, Lord God. Provide for them, Lord Jesus. Let your love shines and protects them, my Father. Give them the peace that passes all understanding, my God. Those who their situation are so bad, my Father, but grant them eternal peace. Let your will be done upon their lives, Lord God. This is what I ask in your name. Amen and amen. So I hope that this message blesses your hearts, open your minds, and awaken your spirit in Jesus' name.